Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. Russ Advocate Sipo Mantula, good morning. There's been this big idea, this big plan to bring peace to Sudan, but still airstrikes and explosions yesterday. Stephen, this is very sad because it is becoming tense day by day to the citizens, to the 5 million uh, stranded Sudanese in Khartoum, and we look at the issues of water, electricity, uh, uh, airport not up and running, uh, administration buildings. But what is uh, interesting also is to look how between the two generals there's already confrontation. Uh, General uh, Abdel Fattah al-Burhan is freezing, he's, he's ordering that he'll be freezing the accounts and assets of the uh, Rapid Support Forces commander, Hamdan Daglu. And when you look also, you find this uh, peace process is going on in Saudi Arabia just on humanitarian aid. Uh, the South Sudan yesterday, I saw one uh, note verbal that came from the South Sudan Foreign Affairs Minister Stephen, still raising the issues of the IGAD-led process, of the peace process, and also uh, agreeing on many issues. But this humanitarian crisis, Stephen, it should lead now to the restoration of civilian rule, because you can't be on an ongoing militarization of governance in Khartoum. And Colombia, the vice president of Colombia in Kenya, Ethiopia, and coming here. He's doing the tour. This is a, a black woman, uh, the Afro-Colombian woman, Francia uh, Marquis, who's visiting African countries that you have mentioned. He has already started in Kenya, meeting with William Ruto. He'll be coming to South Africa and Ethiopia. This woman, Stephen, his mission is all about the themes around peace, reconciliation, gender, racial equality, defense of nature, environment. But even her visit has been seen from his own country as a wasteful expenditure. But he has explained that this is to bring the ties with the African continent. Hence this uh, visit by the vice president of uh, Colombia. It's so important in the linkage of the African diaspora uh, within this Africa month. So one looks at this visit as an important visit to the African continent because the same woman played a key role in the election of President Petro in Colombia. And then in Kenya, Somalia, uh, Kenya, uh, uh, they agreed to reopen their land border. Stephen, this land border has been shut down since 2011 on the issues around the radical Islamist Shabab groupings. Uh, now this week they are saying that they will have what they called in the border a language, they call the three points by July 1, meaning for first 30 days, Mandera, Bulahawa, border posts will be open, followed by Libuyahara in 60 days, <clears throat> and will be now by the first, it will be Kingurras, Ukomboni border. So this is important, you know, as you look at the Africa continental free trade, you look at the, the distance between Kenya and Somalia, not so far, it's almost 700 kilometers, but because of infrastructure and the roads, it can take you a day or two. But if you look at the issues that are, is that maybe Kenya and Somalia are now arresting these Al-Shabaab groupings. They are now pacifying them. They are able to stop them because they have caused many things. You, you will recall the Westgate shopping center a bombing. Uh, you'll remember in the case of Garissa. There are many that this grouping have been involved. But the opening of the border, Stephen, it is a promising for both countries. And then the secondary section of the Pan-African Parliament, that session began. It has begun yesterday, Stephen, from the 15th until the 2nd of June. And the chairperson of the AU, who is the president of the Union of Comoros, Azali Usman, uh, was, was the one who was giving the briefing yesterday. And I think he touched on 
the Sudan conflict. He touched on the Russia-Ukraine conflict that the AU will stand non-aligned. Uh, and the other issue that I think they are looking also on the theme, the year of Africa continental free trade, ac- acceleration of the Africa continental free trade area of implementation. LG, I fully agree, but it seems agenda 2013, we have dumped it because this is the first 10 years where we need to do audit and assessment of it in the light of Africa free trade. And then on this day, you're taking us back to the 16th of May, 1977. 46 years ago, Stephen, uh, Nomzamo Winnie Mandela was banished to a dusty uh, town of Bramford at House 802 uh, with her youngest daughter, Zizi. Stephen, I've done a paper on this looking at apartheid banishment from 1946 to 1986. Winnie Mandela was one of the longest. He was Banished for nine years, between 1977 and 1986. And that shows how the apartheid system was critical in terms of isolating people. The banishment order, Stephen, he had a choice, whether he leads to Eswatini or Transkai. But look where he was uh, 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 being banished. He was banished in the dusty town of Bramford, which also needs to be developed. Not only the Museum of Mandela, but the broader area of uh, Bramford, Stephen, in terms of honoring with Nomzamo Matigzala Mandela. Asante sana, AG, as we are in the conversation, SAFM, Station of the Air. Sipo Mantula, thank you very much indeed. Sipo, of course, back tomorrow. More news uh, from our continent through the day here on SAFM.